hit a hundred percent and that's that's really all I could ask for um so you know boys i uh I appreciate you uh, you know doing good work in my stead um oh, we had some fantastic ideas <laughs> I, uh yeah what was the fast of the future that was Tanner's idea. Fast and Furious prequel set in the like nineteen twenties. We can't. You mostly came up with on the spot. Oh which yeah, was good. And then um, uh, Pooh versus Paddington, <laughs> where they fight each other, but then they have to team up to fight the bear from Annihilation at the end of the movie. <laughs> what in the world happened? <laughs> Dude, I don't we were, remember any of this. We were just we were just going on tangents. It was amazing. I like it. That's we need to do that more. Oh man. Well, uh, I guess I need to listen to last week's episode because that's a. How did we even get on that note of must... Pooh versus Paddington? I think it's because we're talking about the uh, Super Mario or not uh, Super Mario's the Super Smash Bros. movie, mm. and then somehow that led to Pooh versus Paddington. Dude, it was wild. That sounds like a typical Cinemaxic podcast, and that's what I am here for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's actually Cinemaxless. C- Cinemaxless podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a Cinemaxic episode today. It's a Force Vision episode today. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into this thing. So, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the leaked Duel of Fates. F- Art that was confirmed by Colin Trevorrow to be legitimate. So there's some interesting little tidbits there. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan being delayed at Disney Plus, a Knights of the Old Republic game remake in the works that apparently is going to make a lot of elements canon. And we're going to talk about our thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker a month later. That's all happening right here, right now. This is the Force Vision Podcast. No, we have just our uh, thoughts like a month. Uh, just how yeah. how we uh, our opinions have changed. Yeah. Opinions have changed. What our thoughts are a month later. But again, yeah, this is our first time actually being together as a, a foursome in uh, quite some time, and it and it feels good. It feels like good energy in here. So, uh, as always, I'm your host Max Leadham at Max Fozzie. I am joined by the full squad today, Tim Trist uh, or Tim Reichmith at Tim Trist. My legal name is now Tim Trist. <laughs> On my right, uh, Tim, thanks for being here today. Tanner, Tanner Rush, right across from me at Danger Rush. Tanner, how are you feeling? Good. Good. And of course, the man with the most, Jordan Katzer, on the mics, on the cameras, on the ones and twos. Hell yeah, dude. Welcome back. Guys, uh, well, let's let's not even beat around the bush. Let's just get right into this thing, because there's, there's some good topics here that we haven't had a chance to discuss. It's been a while since we've done a Force Vision. Because the last one we technically did was the review of The Rise of Skywalker. And a lot of news has come and gone since then. So let's start, first and foremost, with the leaked Duel of Fates fan art, which uh, was put out about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. And with these things, when they always come out, you always wonder what is legit, what is not, uh, what is like totally fake. But Colin Trevorrow, the director, or former director, of The, the Duel of Fates, the uh, episode nine treatment, script treatment that he made, um, he confirmed it. He confirmed that these were legit. Uh, I thought there was a lot of really great ideas in this. I don't know if I would have preferred Duel of Fates over The Rise of Skywalker from based off the leaked script and the leaked images, but I do think there was a lot of really great ideas in these leaked images and in the script, and I think maybe a combination of Rise of Skywalker and Duel of Fates would have been um, uh, uh, maybe a nice status quo, a nice balance, but um, but yeah, guys, what'd you think of these these screenshots or screenshots, these leaks of uh, of of uh, the art for the Duel of Fates? I thought they were pretty interesting. Um, and they're definitely some really cool ideas. I don't know if I liked all of them. I I don't know. I, I think I'd prefer the Ben Solo arc where he gets redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they would have killed off R two, I would have been pissed if that happened. But going back to like Corzon, I thought that was really cool because yeah. you only see that in the prequels, and I mean it's a really important place kind of in 
Yeah. You know, also, Star just Wars. to ad lib on that, Colin Trevorrow said that R2D2 is just malfunctioning. He wouldn't have killed him off. That image wasn't actually him dead. It was him just, uh, like, you know, taking one to the dome, but he was never, he's like, Colin's like, I couldn't do that. Oh, in that case, I wish they would have done dual. Things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, they, there's a lot of cool ideas like the double bladed lightsaber, um, the uprising of Corazon. Um, and then I think wasn't there one where General Hux commits Sabuku? Yeah, with a like a purple lightsaber. Yeah. I, it, it's kind of a weird concept, but I like how they're staying true to the whole uh, samurai aspect that kind of that George started in the original trilogy. So yeah, it, there's there's definitely some interesting bits. I I don't know if I can say that I'd prefer it over uh, Rise of Skywalker though. Tanner, I I would have preferred it. Yeah, <laughs> some Skywalker. I. Again, maybe not if they could have meshed, like you said, some of the bits from both ideas mm-hmm. together. Um, I just do all the fate seems more streamlined. It seems like it kind of carries through on certain things that um, The Last Jedi kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of Luke kind of just being around and harassing Ben Solo as a yep. force ghost. That's a great idea. That's what I thought yeah. would happen with mm-hmm. the rise of Skywalker. And he's like, nah, I ain't going to yeah. show up at I'll all. I'll see you around, kid. Yeah, and you can't I... say that. And then people are trying to be like, oh, he was, he was like Han Solo. He would say, so he's throwing his face. It's like, Unless eh, he force projected eh. himself as Han Solo. And that was actually Luke talking to him. Um, yeah. It still wouldn't be. address the issue and maybe we'll go into this more later but the whole carrie fisher conundrum with this um but again giving finn something to do uh reinvolving coruscant is a good idea i think Mm -hmm. um i don't know what are what are your guys' thoughts on the whole tour was a tour valum valum Whatever yeah, the, the, yeah, that the seemed guy. that seemed weird. Yeah, yeah, I was. It's sure. interesting. Just, it's an interesting concept, but I don't know if introducing a new big bad. If it wasn't a big bad, but more of like maybe a servant to Palpatine, who who like also trained Darth Vader and stuff like that. Um, I think I would have been more keen to it because I think they because it, but but they were definitely. St- shelling it out as like he was the big bad like he was like i don't even know if he was mightier than palpatine is yeah. what was the palpatine's master or something it like just that it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like if palpatine had a master that he would still be alive yeah mm-hmm. i agree well the, you know, the fact that he killed plagueis would make you also insinuate that but i don't know if that's canon anymore no i think it is didn't they come out with a book i don't think the i don't know if the plagueis novel is canon well, Darth Plagueis is canon. We know well, that. Well, yes. Yeah, okay. I guess I never realized that him killing Darth I mean, Plagueis is te- technically maybe not canon. That, I guess it's sort I of feel the like implication it, in that scene. The whole scene rule and, of two, I think it heavily implied. So, yeah. I mean, you have to kill your master to then right. move on. So, yeah, I will say that. Um, that I mean, I understood where they had to, like, where Colin was probably trying to go. He's like, okay. I mean, I, I guess we would need clarification if Tor Valum was going to be a the big bad of the whole trilogy type of thing, then maybe I'm not as big of a fan of that, especially if they're going to keep Kylo bad. I feel like that wasn't being set up in Duel of the Fates yeah. from the details I mm-hmm. read. It looks it like just, it was just a person. just kind of like a weird side quest character. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they, they, I mean, the movie, I mean, The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine had two options to fully make Kylo not redeemable and a total bad guy uh, because you need to have a villain overall or they're going to redeem him. So now you need a villain that makes sense to close off the trilogy. So they obviously had to bring back Palpatine. So um, I, I, I see where he's trying to go with there. But back to your guys' points too on the ideas there. The Coruscant, uh, the mission, the I mean, first of all, I think Coruscant obviously was 
very prevalent in the prequels, but man, I really wish we'd see it more because mm. I just think it's such a cool city. And I think there's, uh, I, I think there's so many cool ways you could handle that type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely seeing Finn kind of leading an uprising amongst the Coruscant uh, people was, was a cool idea. Um, and just the visuals from that was a cool idea. Yeah. Obviously kind of going back to, you know, they're going to the Jedi temple to send out the the messages to everyone. I thought that'd be kind of interesting. So it, essentially mimic revenge of the sith where you know they are going into hiding they're telling everyone to hide and stay away and then at the very end it's them going back to the same place and saying hey we're coming back we're uprising yeah Ooh, yeah 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 i think yeah, that'd Tim. be, think that'd be yeah. pretty pretty yeah pretty sweet so also uh yeah and also like i think the duel of the the i mean not the duel fates the the dual bladed lightsaber that ray had it definitely seemed like a really cool idea i loved the idea i mean i think that made them that idea made a ton of sense i don't know if they were thinking it was gonna get we're going a little too star warsy but even though darth maul in episode one had it so i didn't know if they're like okay we're getting a little too deep into the the you know the Mm. sticky bits of star wars that are like maybe too nerdy but i think man that would have made people super pumped so Mm. Um, I like Ray having the yellow bladed saber. I yeah. think is cool. I just yeah. wish she had it earlier in the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that's something we'll touch on too with our like re- another like our thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker months later. But yeah, yeah, that, that's um, it, I I really like that that bit there and i did like luke haunting kylo i think that was mm-hmm. a cool idea it seemed like that idea made a ton of sense so i that was probably the most surprising thing from the rise of skywalker actually is just how little luke was in it um i thought for sure that you know given the amount of liberties they took with the the story that ryan set up that they would you know that that would be one of the top ones that they would be totally fine instead we have a han solo hallucination yeah Again, was a good interaction. It was good. Mm-hmm. That was probably like my favorite part. But of he's not a force ghost. Yeah, just a memory type of thing. But I understand. Like it it's seemed like weird because nothing. There's nothing quite like that anywhere else in the saga. With like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. There's no. We're we're never really presented non-literal things in any of the movies. So to have mm. like a a figment of Kylo's imagination on screen just seems strange. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've heard some people trying to say that was Leia somehow generating him, but she's dead before Han Solo shows yeah, up. So I don't know if there's like, I mean, if that's almost like a new yeah. type of force power, like her trying to sacrifice Which herself and to... kind of undermine the effectiveness of the scene too. I think if, if it was just like a big Le- Leia force farce. force pretending to be, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that, but uh, that they, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the, the 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 there was a lot of cool ideas in these leaked images, and you know, obviously we're never going to get any of that, but uh, it's kind of cool to see behind the scenes what what was maybe going on. Mm-hmm. I do think I understand why. Colin was probably dropped. It did seem like that was a pretty dark Star Wars movie from from just what I was seeing. Um, so I don't know if that was that was maybe one of the main complaints that they were having is like, Jesus, this thing seems pretty intense, um, which I think a lot of Star Wars fans would probably eat right up. But, you know, they also have to consider the it. family. So, yeah. But so that's that's uh, we wouldn't have gotten Babu Frick. That would have been a real tragedy. So. <laughs> that's you're right we would have gone without babu and that would have been too much also the other thing i don't know if i like the title the duel of fates duel of fates it's Let's a see. little fan servicey but i like it more than the rise of skywalker well it just seems like mm. naming it after her a literal piece of music in the star wars saga seems I, I don't know that just seemed like a i don't know a little strange to me it works for me um, moving on to our next topic here, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which was announced and so the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, that sounds like it's a variety <laughs> it's, it's show. It's a talk show. Sounds like it's a variety talk show. Yeah. The Obi-Wan Kenobi show on the, on the night at 11 o'clock, um, was delayed. It was What's announced. What's going on with it? I know. It was announced. It was delayed. Uh, it seems like the scripts aren't where they wanted them. 
And uh, there's a whole bunch of hooey going on there. Now there's a ton of rumors. Are they just going to make it a movie? Are they going to make it a three-episode thing instead of six episodes? Are they rewriting everything? Are they getting completely new directors? It's just like uh, a bunch of stuff's going on. Also, is it going to get delayed? Ewan McGregor said, nothing's getting delayed. We're starting the same time we were always going to start. But people are like, that doesn't seem right. How could that be? You're going to have to get all these new set pieces and stuff to go with the story. So what's going on? I don't know. I honestly do not know what's going on. I, I was either. very excited about this, but I've, as I've come to, and I'm not trying to be a hater here, but as I've come to find out with the new Star Wars regime, um, a lot of things that start usually get halted uh, at some point, and uh, you just kind of have to go with the flow. Yeah. It, it, I'm not worried about this show as I would be for like another show. Like, the Cassian, was it Cassian Andor? Mm -hmm. If his show got halted, then I'd be like, okay, it's probably done. But the fact that they bring Ewan McGregor back and all the fans wanted it, there's no way they're going to take it off the table. And so, because there would just be a complete uproar. I think they're still going to do a show because that just makes the most sense. Yeah. I don't know if there's enough story that's worthwhile to make it a movie. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. I'm just going to kind of wait and see. You know, we've got plenty of other stuff to watch in the meantime. We've got Clone Wars and then uh, next season Mandalorian. So, yeah, it is a little concerning, but I also appreciate that they're taking the effort to make sure it is the best it can be, and they're not just settling on a script, too. So. Yeah, I mean, you can say what you want about all the delays and everything, but, I mean, to the most part, the box office and uh, critical consensus, it seems to be worth it. They haven't put, I mean, I guess you could say what you want about Solo, that it's that it didn't do very well in the box office, and, and it wasn't the best critical success, but, you know, everything they put out, uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi... I mean, The Rise of Skywalker obviously wasn't the biggest critical success. And it wasn't at all critical. And it's a little bit of a, a got some fans in a tissy. Uh, uh, um, Rogue One was good. Yep. You know, they, they, they're fine. They're fine. Um, I do wish maybe they would have things a little bit more nailed down before they decided to announce. Right. Um, I think it's cool to, you know, get fans excited and everything like that. I do. But I do wish things were just a little more nailed down and, and, you know, in stone before you go ahead and announce it. Cause then you just like make everyone get really worried and we're like, okay, is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? Right. Is it going to be bad? But I don't think it's going to be bad, but still I'm excited for it. Uh, nonetheless to mm -hmm. see what it's all about. Yeah. And I guess the other thing to think about, you know, I know they're trying to move in that direction where it is more organized and people compare it to Marvel, but Marvel Marvel's doing the same thing too with some of their TV shows where they're, they've gotten delayed and they're, they're pushing it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, it's just star Wars is, is faulty and it's everyone's doing it with Disney Disney plus. So um, I don't know if it's necessarily an issue with star Wars or just their service and they just want to make sure it's the best. So, Yeah. I feel like that probably happens more often than it seems normal. I feel like the amount of weird production stuff that's going on, uh, be it delays or rewrites or directors dropping out or reshoots, I've, it seems like people are more interested in reading about it now than ever. So it's probably getting reported on more, yeah. but I don't know. I have a feeling like it's gotta be pretty common actually. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. But I, you know what? I was liked the idea of a Kenobi movie more than a Kenobi show. You know, I did too until I saw The Mandalorian and I could see what they were able to do with that. Now I do think a show like Obi-Wan Kenobi probably requires for me it's going to be six episodes. I think it requires a higher budget if they can make it like mm -hmm. now there was uh, the Mandalorian. I felt like was, a, you know, we can disagree on this, but I do think it was a pretty damn high quality show. Uh, for the most part, I'd say 90% of it was pretty close to movie, you know, cinema level quality. Um, uh, 90, 85% of it, I would say. I think they did the best they could with what they had. Um, but I do, I think if we're going to bring back Obi-Wan, I want you to not hold back at all and give it mm -hmm. a big, big budget, especially, you know, with lightsabers and stuff like that. You know, you just want to make sure. 
I don't want Obi-Wan to come back and feel like an afterthought type of thing. Right. I want him to feel front and center. I want right. him to feel like it's a it, it's a movie-like thing. So yeah. um, if they could pull that off, then you know I'll be excited for it. And I'm still excited for it regardless. But yeah, I am too. I think it would have been better if they didn't bring back Maul in Rebels. Yeah, used that, that was Obi-Wan show. I'm, I hate Rebels. I hate it. And a big reason is because of that. Like if yeah. you the close off that character in that piece of shit show gonna this show's not that bad Crawr. i actually enjoy the i show. love i love rebels personally I but it. i'm sorry guys Maul, I, I, that's okay I, you I don't can't. have to you like it you don't have to it is one of those things it's, where it's pre-k star wars i fucking hate it it's hideous looking oh but the last the last two seasons are pretty i guess resistance is pre-k star wars yeah rebels has some pretty cool ideas in it and i do understand where we're coming from there's can be a little bit of kitty episodes but yeah but i mean towards the end it gets so much better and like when kanan sacrifices himself dude kanan is there's some really cool characters there but it's i understand i understand it's it's hard to get into sure (laughs) and and i can also understand if you really like darth maul you can be frustrated Mm -hmm. that uh that that he goes out in an animated cartoon show yeah. rather than in something like where he's maybe more prevalent on the yeah. big screen so it, it's i feel like it was one of those things where dave filoni wanted to do fan service and, and bring him back and then they closed it off and like oh let's do an obi-wan show well we've already taken away our biggest villain for, yeah. for obi-wan so what are we going to do now yeah they have a lot of work cut out for him with the show and i'm curious who will be that villain maybe they'll make maybe they'll bring in darth vader in some way in some sort of no but i don't it's know it's just yeah i don't know if they could do that because it lessens the impact of a new hope when that's the first time they've seen each other since their last battle probably an inquisitor is what makes the most sense some one of the you know new canon like you know people that you never saw in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy um or even the, the sequel trilogy, but they're you know in the video games and they're in the they're in Rebels and the cartoon shows the the Inquisitors right the guys with the spinny lightsabers who are followers of the Sith and aren't necessarily Sith themselves but are hunters and so maybe like a top Inquisitor seems like that might be uh, the because you're gonna need to see some lightsaber battles. So I actually show. read there was a rumor posing as a leak. I'm sure it's more just it's just made up, but. This goes back to like legend stuff I wasn't at all familiar with, mm-hmm. but a character called Darth Crate, K R A Y T, yeah, like as in the Crate Dragon, not like the wooden box, um, which would have been a better name at that point. I mean, <laughs> but Darth Crate, uh, yeah, I guess I don't remember his name when he was a Jedi, but he was a Jedi that managed to survive order uh, 69 and um, <laughs> lived on Tatooine uh-uh. as a Tuscan Raider. Oh yes. And then would kind of reemerge as a villain. So this person is uh, claiming that he will be the villain of Obi-Wan. That would be kind of cool. I guess you could see maybe if that Tuscan Raider like sees that little boy and he can tell he's force sensitive and everything like yeah. that. And then, and he finds out that he's the son of Darth Vader. And yeah. Maybe he has a bone to pick with Darth Vader and he's like, you know, and I need to extinguish this type of evil before. And then, yeah, I could see something like that. That'd be cool. I think it'd be interesting. I, so that's not canon. I thought it he's was. He's not anymore. No, he was the okay. Legends post Return of the Jedi villain. Um, it was like him and Darth Talon, the red Twi'lek tattoo lady. Mm. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, more Twi'leks and Star Wars, new Star Wars. I don't know. Bring them in. That's what I, I say. need. My Bring noodles. Them. Need your noodles. I'm craving, <laughs> craving some spaghetti. Craving some phalanges on the back of the head. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> fingers. Um, moving on. Uh, there is a rumor going around that the Knights of the Old Republic video game remake is in the works and is wanting to make a lot of official ele- uh, old elements officially canon. Um, you know, Tim, as as you know, I uh, tried Still to... Still have pl- never finished Max tr- of the Old Republic. I tried to play it. Max. I don't think it held up as well as you guys think it does. I think if... Oh, no, it holds up. I started playing the second one. I'm I probably about a couple hours in. I'm actually eight hours in. Uh, it's pretty good. 
I think if you I think if you played the game when you were younger and you have a lot of nostalgia for the game, it's going to hold up just naturally because you have a lot of good memories playing it. If you were someone who never played the game and your first time was playing it on an Xbox One and graphics that are suited for the Xbox OG, um, it's a little harder to get into. See, the, the thing that I love about it is, I mean, it takes after Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons where you can kind of just sit back, you make your decisions and play by play or... Is it play by play? What is it? what is the term called? Turn based. Turn based. That's it. Turn based. Um, but I mean, you just kind of sit back, you make decisions, and that ultimately affects your character's outcome and everything around you. Um, I mean, it's it's a nice little RPG too. I like the decision making aspect of it, and I like the dialogue and the story. There's nothing wrong with that. Just the gameplay, it's just not for me. I'm not a turn based guy. I like Pokemon just fine, but like in an RPG, I want to be swinging lightsaber. I want to feel like I'm swinging lightsaber myself. I thought that all this time, the Knights of the Old Republic was like Skyrim, just third person uh, all the time, and you were swinging a lightsaber. So when I went in there and I found out that you're literally just, you're like clicking and you just you're kind of button mashing and yeah. having him go and walk over there and swing his lightsaber and then back up, that was like something I was a little bummed well, about. Well, it's more, it's not exactly turn-based. It's more like just every, there's cooldowns on all your abilities and you can kind of yeah. cue things up. But Yeah, exactly. The thing I like about it too is it prevents the player from getting too OP. And it requires a lot more strategy as well. Because you, you pause the game and you have to decide, am I going to attack this person or this person? Or am I going to use this force ability? Yeah. Things like that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where you guys are coming from. I just, you know, maybe I'll give it, maybe but I'll pick it up. It's all about that sweet, sweet twist at the end. Yeah. I already know what the twist is at this point. Hey, so. Speaking well, of not finishing games, where are you at in Fallen Order? Yeah, we're coming along. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm bad. I'm bad at video games now. I just it takes me forever to to buckle That's down. Hard. That yeah. game is hard. It is a hard game, and I, dude, I'm not even afraid to admit it. I went from Jedi Knight and I just put it down to story mode. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't. I played the ninth sister on Jedi Knight, and I got my ass handed to me at least 29 times in a row. Like when I just I fought her for like seven to eight minutes, yeah, and she gets me at the last second, right when I'm about to finally finish her every time. And I'm just like, and I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm putting this on story mode because I got to get past this because this is Sounds driving like you me need insane. To play a turn-based game then, <laughs> probably, probably. Dude, it was it's just the purge troopers with oh, the man. rifles. Yeah, those ones fucking suck. Yeah, and it's... then the ones with the two sticks. Those yeah. guys yep. are hard to deal with, but mm -hmm. the others aren't so big of a deal. The the one that was the hard. Where are you at in the game? Uh, you you went to the Coliseum, right? Yeah, I think I'm like at the Kashyyyk tree or something. Like the that. the one that was the most difficult no, for me. No, I'm on Dathomir now. Wait, no, I'm leaving. I just, I believe I just left Dathomir again. I played, I fought that, or that one dude who was like in robes who turned out to be like super ripped and hot. Oh, was, Taren Malikos. Yeah, yeah. That was that a, was an interesting. That was like fight. the last thing I remember, I believe. So you got Sister Marin on the team now? Yeah. Or do we? Is she on the team? The undead sister girl? She no, I don't, I don't know where he's at. You should um, be there. <laughs> it should have happened. I was just maybe, say, I'm, uh, maybe I have a couple more things to do. Unless you just beat the boss and then immediately turned your game off and walked away. But. Uh, well, I just ran away. Like I just ran back to the ship, I believe. It was the last thing I did. You like, haven't hmm. fought him yet. No. Uh, you fight him? No, no, you don't. <laughs> no. Oh, that seems kind of cool. You, you beat it, Tim? Yeah, I beat it like the second week. The ending nuts. Oh, that was like the, the best ending? part of the game. Oh just the, like the last God. 10 minutes. That was intense. Yeah. That last fight. So that took me forever to win. Yeah, she that sucked. was impossible. I and was about to fucking I, I, rip my wiener off. I was getting <laughs> so mad at that. The God, I watched the ending. <laughs> the old wiener's coming off. Full on game rage that I haven't felt in years. Go full God rip. Damn it. <laughs> but I watched the ending probably at least like 50 times. <laughs> that that ending is damn. Amazing. I kind of just want to watch it on YouTube now. No, because you, it's going to spoil it. Yeah, well, obviously. Well, it's not. Well, yeah. I mean, it's dude. It's like I Matt's feel like I'm going to spoil. You spoiled. You spoiled Knights of the Old Republic for yourself. Might as well just watch. Ah, it's true. Might as well. I mean, it's been forever. It's been since like November, and I haven't finished it. And I'm like. There's so many other games I gotta play. So I probably yeah, whatever. What game are you playing now? 
Uh, well, I mean, I haven't been playing video games much at all just because I've been under the weather. I just haven't been, been able to focus on it. But um, Apex Legends and some Battlefront with you, but pretty much pretty much Apex. But I need to, you know. And I I was playing Fallen Order quite often, but uh, yeah. Yeah, um, so I need to need to finish that game up. But from the Knights of the Old Republic perspective, is there that's some exciting stuff? I guess to bring in some uh, uh, popular characters like Darth Revan and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think that's it's uh, very, very uh, promising idea. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, there's like a lot of not very fun parts of the first one yeah. uh, we've talked about before, like when you're in the the exosuit walking around underwater oh for like God. two straight hours and shit like that can go that away the or the whole um trial on the one planet where your character is like accused of something and you have to like be your own lawyer or whatever oh, and if yeah. you fuck up they kill you and you have to start it all over again <laughs> that was awful um so i got my law degree wow pass the bar yes <laughs> um but that would be good to iron out some of that and then have just a different gameplay system. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were to play more like something like The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. That'd be pretty, pretty um, sweet. I think that's where they should go. Yeah. They should play it. They should go more RPG action, like yeah. uh, Oblivion, Skyrim. Where you have to actually, because I haven't played The Witcher, but I, from my understanding, you have to do, re- like, have to do research for your mm-hmm. various... Uh, enemies and stuff you don't have to you can you can beat your head against the wall until they die if you're like me i'm pretty sure like all those massive games too like outside of jrpgs they just don't they don't uh you know they don't stick to that type of combat style anymore even jrpgs don't even really do that anymore so um the witcher 3 plays much better than the witcher 2 which i think uh if you've ever tried that don't um, if you haven't, because that gameplay loop is basically um, you've got he's got sign magic, right? So you've got was it Quen his shield? Mm-hmm. You throw up your shield and then you roll. And once you're once Geralt's done rolling, uh, if you got hit, throw up the shield and roll again. If you didn't get hit, try to attack and then roll away. So it's just constant rolling, throwing up. Sh- it's awful. It's and an Witcher awful 2? gameplay loop. Yeah. Wow, really? It's hmm. so stupid. Hmm. And you have to like do the micromanaging with like brewing the right potions and putting the right oils on your sword. And that's still in the third one, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. It just makes things a little easier. Hmm. Um, three's more about just kind of responsiveness and reflexes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Seems more of just. I need to play that game. Which seems like the Jedi kind of thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I'm okay with the last. I mean, I'm honestly okay with Fallen Order's combat system trying to be Knights of the Republic. I also think it'd be cool just the idea of Knights of the Republic introducing characters that could show up in movies and TV series. Mm -hmm. I think that could be kind of a cool idea. Like Revan getting back in Knights of the Republic, but then also crossing over into the movies where it's video game birth movie comes into rather than the opposite way ea keeps getting like recognizable actors to be in their games with uh oh shit what's her name janina in battlefront 2 plays iden versio um she was on uh the league yeah she was uh and then we have cameron monahan right Mm -hmm. playing cal kestis and like all the other voice actors, like all those characters are modeled after their voice actors. So it yeah. seems like it's maybe Lucasfilm trying to position in a way to maybe they can have these actors play their characters in like future shows or movies. Yeah, I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if that doesn't happen just because I, yeah, how they're kind of doing that kind of crossover and there's that project and that they're talking about, which we could talk about on the next episode, but that overall rumored project that goes to books, comics, movies, TV shows, and video projects luminous. Yeah. Yeah. That gets announced this month, right? Well, actually they were supposed to, the rumor was they were going to announce the new director for the next trilogy. It was supposed to be last month. Yeah. Yeah. That never happened. And it never happened. So I don't know. Maybe it'll come in February or not. I thought they, I thought that was an official announcement too, that January is going to be the month, but maybe it was just a rumor. 
Um, but yeah, okay. Well, there's some cool ideas that are definitely in those video games that we would like uh, to see brought into canon and obviously maybe given a fresh take. Not Definitely not a remake, I don't think, but just given, give it you know a lot of the same ideas, but also making it new and fresh for everyone to I play. want a Star Wars dating sim. Yeah, I could definitely see something like that coming down the line. Which uh, Jedi Master is the man for me? Isn't there a there are female Jedi Instagram filter for that? I could see. <laughs> I could see. Uh, yeah, Plo Koon. Plo Koon. That guy's got a messed up face. But I bet you that's kind of rude. Bet you he's great. He probably says the same thing about you. Kitty Bundy, apparently. <laughs> Which, by the way, just made me Apparently, think he of... got permission to fuck. You know what I just, by the way, just realized? Um, someone, because I was thinking of, you know, obviously a Jedi dating sim, and then I was thinking sexual organs, and then I was thinking. Of course. Uh, you know, Luke Skywalker is technically an alien, so he could have like eight stomachs, and we don't even know. Stomach's a sexual organ for you? No. (laughs) I was just thinking in general. Like, he could have a weird... Look look at him eat all that food. He could just have a weird biological makeup there. Okay. So you're saying you want to study the anatomy of Luke Skywalker. Yes. He may not even poop. He might just incinerate everything. He must... It might be... We do know there are toilets. (laughs) Toilets have been confirmed, thanks to Mandalorian. That's true. That one blue alien that Which would tell shut you what, up about the big old shit. Yeah, I'll tell you what. As a fan of many fandoms, having toilets confirmed is much better than having toilets unconfirmed. Toilets as, confirmed. As a fan of Harry Potter and finding out that wizards just shit themselves and vanish their poop away. That but, wasn't in the books. Wait, excuse That's just me. Rowling having a stroke on Twitter. That's what she says, and I believe it's in it's in Pottermore, which means it's canon. No, you even heard of this? No. It's like in Pottermore. I don't even care. Oh, we about should Harry talk Potter. about this in the next episode. I don't know why I'm engaging in this. Room. We should. In the next common room episode, we'll do this. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next topic. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. It has now been over a month since that film was released in theaters, and I thought it might be kind of fun to go back and retrace our thoughts and our steps and think. See what do we think of the movie? Did you say stink? Was that a Freudian slip? There? Did I st- retrace our stink <laughs> and uh, and it see? Good. And see what we think of it um, a month later. Um, me, a month later, Rise of Skywalker. I still, I still like the movie. I still like the movie. Um, do I have the burning desire and itch to watch the movie again? Um, I feel like you didn't have that itch the second time. You saw it, I, uh, per Tim's Instagram story. I, uh, <laughs> a month so a month later i don't have the burning desire to maybe rewatch it again i am excited for it to come out on blu-ray and everything so i can give it a shot again and see a lot of those times those films they just resonate different when you watch them at home <laughs> and uh Perfect. Yeah, dude. I I was now keep in mind I was like five or six beers deep in this picture, so I was like feeling it, and that was a ten thirty showing. Oh, so I was like, I was like ten thirty so late. I, dude, I was so tired because of those beers, and I was so cozy in those AMC twenty chairs. Man, they just you just sink into them. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, a month later, you know, you can kind of take a step back and see what you what you really feel about the film. Again, I still like the movie. I still like the movie. I'm still okay with this being the end of the Skywalker saga. Could it have been done better? Yes. Yes. I think now, I don't think before I said it that they could have been done like necessarily better. I think there was definitely elements, but there was definitely now looking back on it. I'm like, man, there's a lot of things that happened in that that don't make a heck of a lot of sense. (laughs) that I really wish they would have taken the time of maybe 30 minutes extra of movie, just make it three hours as the last movie of the Skywalker saga and just flesh it out a bit more. Let these scenes breathe a bit. Um, let us understand why, Pal- why Palpatine is back. You know, touch on that more. Uh, give us a little bit more Luke Skywalker. See you around, kid. That had to make more sense. So I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that didn't show up. Why does... 
Why does Mark Hamill look absolutely ridiculous as a force ghost? <laughs> he looks he's literally he bothering me. I don't I don't dude, get any of that. No. maybe not maybe not in the in the in the like original the first scene with him as a force ghost, but at the end there, I feel like he literally looks like he got a old whiz like, you know, <laughs> it says in the Halloween Express old, old space, space wizard, wizard yeah. costume and he threw it on because his hair looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. It just it doesn't, especially because it's so much longer than it was in the the Last Jedi. And like, does it grow when you die? Is, is, is it like, is is he a? Yeah. Does he have what, a force barber? Why didn't he just? Yeah. Why didn't he just go back to his his ways when he had shorter hair? It's, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I don't know. And it can and went like, from an old man to be. I mean, he right. went from yeah, he went from right. long hair to right. force projecting himself with short hair to going to force ghost as a long hair boy, and now he's like he's like he's like you know what? I I want to go as a short hair boy. And he so goes there. And it sounds like, like Luke's like having a midlife it, crisis. It seems to me he wants to buy a Harley. It's weird that <laughs> he would appear the way he is when he dies in Episode Eight. Uh, when we have, I mean, again, this was done through retconning of the special editions, yeah. but having Anakin come back as he appeared when he was a much, much younger Hayden yeah. Christensen. Um, I, I almost wonder if Luke should have looked like he did Return of the Jedi that era would have there. That cool. Yeah. That actually is a cool um, idea. You're right. Kind of at his. They already did it with the CGI in the thing. They, that could have yeah. been cool. I don't know. Cool. I don't know. I don't know either. Because been... Last Jedi was kind of Luke at his lowest, and he does yeah. achieve that redemption and that state of grace at the end of the movie, but he appears to Kylo younger through his force projection, so I feel like his force ghostness would not look like Hermit Luke, albeit with much more glorious flowing hair. Yeah, but... I mean, it, it's beautiful. Um. Yeah. I. I so. Yeah. That. That's one of the things. I mean. That's such a nitpick thing. Yeah. Probably. That's, that's not yeah, an actual. That's neither that's here not, nor there. Yeah. That's but, not a legitimate. <clears throat> that's not a legitimate thing. We need to talk about how, uh, the whole movie's garbage. No. Um. I. I'm fine with it. It exists. There are things in it I like. But as time's gone on, it's just more and more like, what the fuck? Like they. I feel like drop the ball on so many things. And I haven't been scouring the internet and like reading like negative comments. Like, cause when I walked out of the theater, I felt like I'm done. I'm done with the star Wars discussion. I'm done with Reddit on it. Like I'm just, it's over. I'm going to exist in my own world with it now. And it's, it's still managed to turn sour all on its own. And even walking out of the theater, I still wasn't like, in love with it yeah yeah um i think you know if i'm being honest with myself too i just i can't help it like i get carried away in like the emotion and the hype and everything like that when i left that theater i know for a fact i said i loved it i think i did the exact same thing with the rise of skywalker or with the last jedi but i know the same thing with suicide squad i know i know deep down when i was (laughs) i know and i know deep down when i was leaving that theater i was like something's missing from that Something, something's missing that isn't getting me, that it didn't bring me all the way home. But I yeah. definitely lied for my friends and was like, oh, that was fucking awesome. It was like, there's nothing wrong with that movie at all. I was, I don't know if it was because I didn't want to be a downer or if I was just trying to lie to myself to say, like, you really liked that thing. I, I can't help but say, though, I did leave thinking there was a little, there's just something missing, something missing in the secret sauce that, yeah. uh, that <clears throat> I wish was there. I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. And yes, there are some things I wish they would have done differently. But kind of as you said, it's like afterwards, you're like, well, I'm done. I'm not going to worry about it. They did it. Yeah. There's no there's no point of stressing over it. Right. I did feel like there's something kind of missing. It. I was excited for the movie. I thought, it. you know, again, I thought it was good. But it, you didn't feel the same kind of like you did after seeing Endgame, where it's just this epic conclusion. conclusion. It was good, but yes, it does feel like there's something lacking. It was almost like JJ tried to force almost like 
an entirely almost like two different movies into like one yeah. like i'm gonna make my episode eight and nine at the same time yeah. and there's just so much going on with it the plot's so convoluted it's constant jumping place to place and going here to get this thing so they can go get that thing now they have that thing they can go get this thing yeah. and then there's a bunch of new characters that do fuck all like uh general was it pride yeah why couldn't that just been general hux or janna like why couldn't this just been rose and carrie russell's character what she could have just not been in the movie at all like it doesn't add anything yeah I know that's right. It's you like those no Jana and uh, fuck. What's her character? Zori. Zori Bliss. It's yeah. like they're just there to kind of I don't know keep uh, Poe and Finn's heterosexuality alive or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, uh, for me, I like the adventure aspect of it. I do think maybe there's too many like fetch quests and they could have done some more breathing and more just like, you know, maybe running away to get to someplace rather than yeah. constantly running to get like running away, like retreating and then like laying low together and top of that stuff I think could have added. But instead it was always, it was always on the move. The, the, the story was never slowing down. Um, and yeah, I just you know. Also, when I look back at the trilogy, the only the only movie that held up to to like everything post and like, and maybe you guys can disagree, but I I feel like there's one movie in the entire franchise that people have some gripes with it, but still, Force Awakens like that. People like you know when it, the the main complaint people have is like oh it's too similar to New Hope, but still people really enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. I would watch rewatch it anytime. I think it held up so well. And the other ones, they they just kind of you know got picked apart so much that it was. It, uh, well, yeah. I feel like with Force Awakens, it's it's because they don't take any of those stabs of saying, "Oh, Ray is not Ray's no one." They don't yeah. take those risks because they're just setting it up so they don't have to get all that backlash. Yeah. So I mean, I agree with you. It's it's. I I don't know if I want to say it's my favorite one, but yeah, it's the least controversial one of the new trilogy. Yeah. It's um it's definitely interesting though when you take a look back at the film in general and just how you feel about it now compared to when you did. But um, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I I do feel like uh, I feel like I've always felt because I, I, I think I was just trying to lie to myself. I think I felt the exact same way about the movie from the moment I've seen it. And I've seen it three times. I think I felt the exact same way leaving the theater that I do now. It's not for, it's not worse. It's not better. It's just, I feel like, all right, well that exists. Yeah. It's not like, it's not for me. It just, it's, I I really wish I wouldn't, I just really wish I wouldn't have been like, so acting like I was so much in love with it just to try and make myself love it. Um, because there's definitely issues with it and, and, um, it doesn't resonate with me as as much as I was hoping it would. Um, yeah. And at the end, I yeah. still like the, you know, unfortunately, like the Ray Skywalker things getting memed into oblivion. I think maybe that could have been like, uh, you know, handled better too if they were wanting to go that route. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I wasn't experiencing... Like the movie didn't pull me in; it was just kind of happening at me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it felt very overwhelmed with a lot of. I think the biggest issue I had with it was the writing too. Yeah. Like I really wish the they would dialogue. Is... I really wish they would have just gone and gotten Kazdin. Like I know he said he didn't want to write one anymore, but I was like, man, just go get him for one last one. It's like this is potentially the finale of the Skywalker just, saga. Just go I, grab him. I wish Ryan Johnson would have finished it off. It'd be interesting to see what he would have done. Would yeah, have I mean, finish it off. Which that is, kid with the broom would have. Broom boy wasn't a setup for anything. I don't get why people get hung he was up the, on he that. He was the chosen one. Yeah, which is funny, by the way. No, no, he's the chosen one with the rise of Skywalker being out. Uh, if you ask me, like, would you prefer to see what Ryan would have done uh, instead of Rise of Skywalker? 
Honestly, I'm, I might, I, I might say, I guess I kind of wish we would have maybe just kept going in the direction. At least there would have been some continued vision. Yeah. That's the thing is now that everything's said and done and I have, I was a very much a, a believer in the sequel trilogy. I fought for it. It's still better than the prequel trilogy. Anyone who's tries to tell you different at this point is still fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, as much as the rise of Skywalker disappointed me, it's still better than the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, oh, they might no, be no. equal. They oh, might right. actually yeah, I be actually, really like I rewatched Revenge of the Sith re- recently. It was a lot better than I remembered. I like it's Revenge fine. Of the Sith a lot. Um, but still, like seven and eight are leagues above episodes one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. even comparable. But it's just now it's all done. It's like they're clearly was no yeah vision yeah i don't blame and george didn't yeah. direct all three of the original trilogy but he was still there yeah and the only person who was there throughout all three of these was kathleen kennedy and not to jump on a kathleen kennedy hate train but it's clear she wasn't approaching this from i have a story to tell it's like bob Iger wants me to make star wars movies so let's make yeah. some money and it, it's just it's almost like they're three entirely separate films. And that's the thing, yeah. too. And th- so I love The Force Awakens. You guys know how I feel about The Last Jedi, but what I will you say... what I what I, But what I'll say... Actually, I've, yes. I've actually really learned to try and enjoy that movie. But what I will say about <laughs> Rise of Skywalker versus Last Jedi is I felt like the changes that went in the absolute opposite direction in The Last Jedi were a little bit less... <sighs> I don't know, a little bit less clunky, and it's and it's the the way they the, they changed how they were going to go with the Force Awakens into Last Jedi was a little less clunky. The changes they made there that were unexpected compared to the Rise of Skywalker, which did some some more changes, and I felt like they were maybe a little more heavy handed with their changes. Changes so much as just completely ignoring or outright throwing things out the window, yeah. like. Rose being completely sidelined. Like, I think Dominic Monaghan's side character had more dialogue than she did. Yeah. And I didn't, I was like, you know, that makes no sense. I, I didn't really care for Rose's character, but I also was like, I didn't man, either, but like, man, she should have been in it. there. Or, do yeah, something she with should've, her. She, like, she's there. Yeah. And that, you brought up a great point. Like the introduction of the new characters. I felt like, okay, well we already have established characters. Let's just, right. let's just hang out with them. There was no business yeah. introducing all these new characters. Uh, Hux, just a complete like he's the mole because he just is that pissy towards Kylo Ren. Yeah. That there's a lot going of... from episode seven Hux giving his fiery speech at Starkiller Base where he borderline has like tears in his eyes because he's got such a boner for the first order. Yeah. And then in nine he's just willing to throw it away because he oh. hates Kylo. It doesn't make any yeah. sense there was yeah. no arc from those two points also i don't get how i don't get where palpatine got all those ships and all those people demand those ships i don't understand how that happened unless like some people i mean he they they didn't really bring it up but it, like apparently is what it should be treated as is a contingency plan and he always had those and if they were they were basically been there since the original trilogy well um and now it's just like the people who have been there have been there forever basically and they're just like constantly just bringing in new people constantly working on that so but it's like i guess the visual dictionary goes a long way to sort of explain some things so i guess all the sith cultists that are in the the uh the stadium yeah. seating are like they're like space CEOs when they're not being cultists they're just rich really? they're the one percent of the galaxy are you serious? Uh, yeah they're all like it's like the evil Illuminati of Star Wars or something the, hmm. they weren't spirits they were actual people no those were real people I don't like that yeah I think spirits was way creepier that yeah. idea I like that but no yeah. they were real um and that's how I guess that makes sense though they funded everything that makes sense then um. I guess Kylo Ren was on Mustafar in the beginning. Yeah, they didn't touch on that. Oh, you know, just the planet where Vader's fucking castle is. Yeah. Which would have been wow. How could you not have that? That would have been very welcome to know. Like we're already there. We already not have have Kylo Ren go to Vader's castle, and I think Duel of the Fates actually has him there. Um, 
anyways. Yeah, no, and it would have been cool to kind of hear like Vader's voice there in that aspect. Um, like it, I could see a totally cool visual shot of Kylo like walking towards a crumbled Vader's castle on Mustafar, yeah. you, but not crumbled enough that you don't know what it is, so you still know, and it's like a big moment, and then he goes in there and gets the the Sith Wayfinder. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. Also, at the end, like I feel like it was a huge, monstrous missed opportunity that they did voices and they didn't do Force Ghosts mm-hmm. for all of those people. Like they have all of them. Uh, now I I don't think I would have cared to see Mace Windu there and, and some yeah some of the voice choices were bizarre yeah. it's like they should have just been like I, I think it should have just been the main Jedi right it should have been Obi-Wan Qui-Gon Luke I guess Leia um, Anakin Anakin that's like all you need you didn't need a, a, you know much more Luminara Unduli yeah Ahsoka Tano yeah I mean I guess it would have been cool if you see them like just lining like basically just uh you know, heard a herd of them behind her would have been kind of cool. Ayla Sakura, which again, I'm a fan and I only recognize her voice because it was the only one with a French accent. Oh yeah. 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 Um, cause Clone Wars made her French. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's something else too. I just wish they would have just with Carrie Fisher. I think they should have just left her out of the movie in general. I agree. Uh, she should have just, it would have been tough though to completely, it would have been awkward, but, just to have her die in between the two, I think would have been the best choice. Because honestly, her presence, in my opinion, it it took me out of those scenes. Yeah, like they did such a bad job trying to write her dialogue into. Because those they're just pointless, stupid conversations that they're like, not. They're, the lines have no weight to them, that type of thing. Yeah, like when Ray is like. I think I'm going to have chicken nuggets for dinner. And Leia's like, don't tell me what you think. Tell me what you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that line, this is a scene. That was the line I didn't like either. Yeah. I didn't make it. That line was also, I think they were trying to, they were trying to force Leia's involvement with like the Jedi and stuff there too. For me, I just was like, I don't, I don't really care about Leia's like lightsaber here. If they would have like touched on that, you know, know, unfortunately Carrie passed away. If she was alive where she could have, really been playing more of a role as like Ray's trainer instead of just like trying to cut it together as her being her trainer. We know she's been her trainer for like three minutes in the movie. And then that's like all we get of that. And now like, it's very important that her lightsabers in this and it's very, and it's like, I just, I, I just wasn't the biggest fan of that. And I think that should have the last lightsaber that Luke gave her should have been his green, green lightsaber. Yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, what, what happened to that one? I don't understand why we never. I don't know what the sequel trilogy has against that green lightsaber, but they're like, no, this you will not see that unless too, it's in a flashback. Too fan servicey and stupid. But I would have liked it anyways. Is if instead of her giving him the lightsaber through their force connection or whatever, which was still kind of cool, mm-hmm. but if R2-D2 was for some reason yeah. there and he spits Greeny out because he had it the entire yeah. time because he's R2. He's just yeah. fucking around. You know how he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Ben catches Greeny and then kills yeah. all the knights. That would have been dope. But I would have loved yeah. to see that, especially because he was wearing all black like Luke did and that would have been yeah. cool. But his casual workout clothes. <laughs> yeah, his old Navy long sleeve um, The <laughs> fact that Ben Solo only had one line in the yeah. entire third ow. act and it was ow. That was the biggest misstep. I really wish we would have gotten I don't, more. I just, I don't understand Their that. Their whole final moments together, I'm like, why is no one talking? Well, why is no one exchanging any one, dialogue right now? They don't talk, but then like he doesn't even say anything to Palpatine. Yeah, he, he doesn't give up. a shit. He's like, oh, you've been manipulating everything this whole time? Yeah. Like, there could have been some. I have no there. feelings on this. Like, yeah. uh, uh, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it's so dumb. It, it hurts, but we all know the Ben Solo Funko Pops could be pretty cool. So that's the least one thing we could take solace in. I think <laughs> oh, if yeah. you, there were two routes to go, right? You either redeem Ben or you don't. And if you don't redeem Ben, I don't know how well that would jive with the overall. Yeah. themes and messages of star wars so he has to be redeemed and i think if you're going to redeem him do it much much earlier in the story or have him at least cooperating with ray and scenes with like a semi-friendly kylo ren mm-hmm. like traveling with ray and poe and finn and those exchanges would be like a like a prince zuko from like avatar kind yeah. of situation that would have been a, a gold mine of great like dialogue yeah. and 
exchanges, but nope. I just think the last second. Yeah, I just think the movie is a little bit of a, there's just something missing, and that's okay, I guess. We're just going to have to... That's the shadow over the entire sequel trilogy, is it's just the weight of all the missed opportunities in every single film, and then the third one really was crushed under that, but... Yeah, I don't want to talk about just fan servicey things. I'm like obvious threads that were set up in one movie not being properly continued or executed yeah. in the next one. Yeah, but you know what? I look at these uh, as a, a, a big fan of this gentleman named Ken Knapslock. He looks at these like he does history. It's just what happened. It happened. That's what happened in it. it may not be the way you want yeah. it, but it's what happened, and you have to you know figure out a way to like it and uh, go with it. So. That's what I'm going to keep trying to do. I've done it with the Rise of Skywalker. I've done it with the Last Jedi. I don't dislike the Rise of Skywalker, but you know, um, yeah, I'll give it another keep keep giving it some rewatches, and we'll be able to figure out more. Did about we it. even talk about the end of the Mandalorian? I don't know. I don't know if we did. No, because well, no, because it was the week after Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, I don't think we ever... guess we should finish that as a point. Mandalorian. <laughs> Maybe we'll do our Mandalorian wrap-up next week. <laughs> we can wrap up that that thread. We can do that. Can't believe Baby Yoda dies. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. <clears throat> well, all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today's Force Vision. Uh, the Oscars are this weekend, as Tim brought up. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, we, uh, we we might put out something like a little Oscar prediction thing. We probably won't. But if we do, uh, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be cool. But next week's episode, we'll definitely have a follow-up to the Oscars, what we saw, uh, what our thoughts are. And uh, yeah, got a, got a whole new slew of podcasts coming down the line. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Force Vision. As always, I'm your host, Max Liedem, at Max Fozzie, for my good friend, Tim Reichmuth at Tim Trist, and my good yeah. friend, Tanner Rush at Danger Rush, and our good buddy, producer, seducer, Jordan Katzer at Katz. On the ones and twos, as always. Thank you guys so much again for listening. We will see you next week. And you, you, uh, and the, may, may the force be with you. <laughs> Excuse me? Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Oh.